Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Messages from Above with Tony G. Tony is a world-renowned psychic medium. She has had the gift of being a psychic medium and channel her entire life. Tony hosts two TV shows, Create a Life You Love and Psychic Medium Tony G. She is also the author of five books. Being a healer and a hypnotist as well, it is her purpose and her passion to help you in every way she can. Phone lines are open now. Call in 858-365-5593 and let Tony answer your questions about life love, finances, or help you connect with a loved one on the other side. Enjoy the show. Good morning and welcome to Messages from Above with Tony G. Thank you so much for listening in this morning. I hope... uh, I hope you had a fabulous weekend. I really do. So today is very, um, very, very, uh, I really want to be able to talk about love and relationships. This is, and and not only love and relationships as it um, applies to a partner, but to family and friends also. And the reason they are choosing this topic, they being um, angels, guides, whatever we want to call them, is because, because of everything going on in the world right now. And the chaos, um, just there's, there seems to be a little bit more chaos now than, than normal. So as we start, the first thing they want to say, and I'm, I'm just going to channel for, for a short bit here. But as we start, the first thing that's important to understand is all chaos starts within us, right? So we think all this stuff is happening outside of us and we really don't have any control over it. But all chaos starts within us, all disagreements, all everything. Someplace inside of us, there's this little drama button that's either being pushed or dying to be pushed. And I know that sounds like, nope, that's not true. That couldn't be true. But here's the deal. In, the, in this world, there are people who never hear about a lot of the drama and chaos going on, and then there are people who do. Now, let's take this to a more, uh, a smaller circle. Let's just call it family and friends. And this, this really is about love 
and and we're going to cover just a couple different areas about love and about um, relationships and chaos and drama. So when we bring that down to our family and friends, did we grow up in an environment where it was chaotic and there was um, arguments or, or everything was harmonious? And remember, again, all chaos and as well as all peace starts inside of us and then goes outside. What is in us is what is reflected back to us. And just because we don't want something, that doesn't mean it's not in us. Just because we don't want fighting doesn't mean there isn't something inside of us that is uh, uh, causing fights, for example. So, as we move through the world, we end up meeting people with contrary beliefs. And some people can have discussions with people on contrary beliefs and never have arguments or fights about it. They have a very intelligent, very distinguished conversation, and both people walk away with a little more information that they didn't have before because they were open to hearing that information. Other people, it, it escalates into an all-out battle and as we go forward that's what we tend to attract either intelligent conversations with alternative viewpoints or battles and we do that in every area of our life whether it be work relationship family and at some point even our children will have opposing views or our parents, and we'll have battles with them over it. Now, love is a very beautiful dynamic, but what people don't always realize and what people struggle with is all love that you have comes from inside of you and expands out. And when you allow yourself to have that love expansion within you, it automatically grows and expands and touches those around you. When you limit the love that you have for yourself, and I'm I'm not talking egoic, unconditional love, healthy love for self. And we've not been taught, most of us, the difference between egoic love and healthy love, unconditional love. And another thing, so, so when we fall in love, we think that these feelings that we have are coming from the other person or from the relationship. What we don't realize is those are our feelings of love that are so strong for that person that that's what's making us in that state of euphoria, that state of happiness, that state of joy. Okay? We're not really clearly looking at and understanding the other person's feelings. We're not listening to that because we think our feelings are the situation. Now, I'm going to take that into every situation in your life. Okay, now pay attention. Those feelings that we have, we are 99% of the time assuming that those are the feelings of the whole situation and everybody involved. 
And when somebody comes in with a contradictory uh, feeling or opinion, then it takes, we feel it takes down our feelings or our feelings are not being validated or our thoughts. And that's where the chaos or the drama or the, the battle begins. But let's go back to love for a moment here. So when you first fall in love with a particular person and you have all those woo-woo feelings, you know, all the goodies and all the niceies and, oh, your heart starts racing and, oh, I'm, you know, all this exciting stuff going on. Those are your feelings about that person and about the relationship. And in your mind, you might even have scenarios where you are um, thinking, I want to you know, think about a future with this person. And those are those are all in, in, I don't want to say it like it's all in your head, but it's all in your head, okay? These are not things that have been, uh, had a conversation about with the person. They're just your ideals in this moment, your expectations and your hopes and your feelings. But sometimes those feelings are so strong, we assume or we, we don't take the time to look at is this mutual, and by the time we get to that point, we may, may realize it wasn't, and then we, you know, we have to deal with that. But when going into a relationship, and it's true in every single relationship, and sometimes we have that love at first sight, that energy, whatever we want to call it, that instant feeling for a person. And it's really difficult in that moment to uh, have discretion to understand the difference between this is how I'm feeling and this is what's really going on in the relationship. It's very difficult when you have that, such a strong energy for the person. But we really do have to uh, do that at every step, at every phase of the relationship. And we, and I'm going to go one step further. And even though we grew up with family members or, you know, our parents, we have to do that with our parents also because our feelings are unique, and there are feelings. We can't have the assumption that everybody has the feelings we have. We can't even have the assumption everybody's capable of feeling to the extent that we are. Now, let me repeat that. We cannot have the assumption that everyone is capable of feeling to the extent that, that we feel or that you feel. You may be capable of a much stronger passion or a much stronger anger or a much stronger love. And, and that's not egoic. That's a fact. It becomes egoic when you wear it like a badge. Now, if we're not taking assumptions about how other people feel or that they can feel as much as us and we sit back with a sense of maturity and sophistication and we say, where, really, where is this person? What does this truly look like from an outsider's point of view? If an, if an outsider were looking at this, that's when we get the real sense of the relationship and we understand where to work on it, how to work on it, and, and is this something that is supposed to be worked on? So many times come into my office and the biggest thing they say, the number one thing they say, I love this person. I just want this person to be like this. 
<laughs> and they'll name five major things that they want different about this person. Like, well, that's every area of life. Um, so you love this person, but you want to completely change this person, and they'll say, yes, can we do that? I'm like, no. But you can find somebody who might have those qualities. No, but I love this person. And I, but I want this person to be like this. And to, without trying to giggle too much, I'll, you know, go through these things one by one. And here's where it gets really tricky when someone comes into my office and they're talking about the person and, and they love this person, but they don't love these aspects of the person. And then I say to them, but those aspects are being brought to you so that you can heal that in you. And the confused look starts. Wait, 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 wait. This isn't about me. This is what this person is doing that I don't like. Okay, why don't you like that? What's going on with you that that's not what you want? Why is it bothering you that this person is doing this? And it's not that there's anything wrong with us. We all have our triggers. We all have our things. But if somebody's standing in front of you, whether it's family, friend, foe, lover, and things are triggering you or things are being brought up, and let me tell you, if it's being brought up in one relationship and you dump that relationship, it's going to be brought up in the next relationship. And if, if, if it's with a family member and you just cut off that family member, you're going to get a friend who does the exact same thing. And not because the world is torturing you, although it really does feel like that. It really does feel like it. But because there's something inside of you that is not at peace. There is something inside of you that is not healed. There is something inside of you that needs to be made whole. At some point, something inside of you was, let's just use these words, hurt, fractured, uh, broken, and now it's time to fix it. And the best way for you to understand what needs to be fixed is to be faced with what makes you uncomfortable, unhappy, angry, upset, or just feel nauseous, okay? Because in this world, to be whole, to be in a physical body, but to behave as spiritual is to have nothing that takes you out of your sense of peace. Oh, God, I need to re-listen to this show because they are on. They are, this is good, and I want to re-listen to it because as I say things, I don't always remember them when I channel. So even I'm going to, I'm going to re-listen to this advice because this is such a pertinent, good, solid, this is the good stuff. So we often don't want to admit we are the problem. And we are not the problem in the sense of the way like everything's your fault because nobody wants to be to blame. But here's what I'm going to tell you about every single person walking the face of this earth. In one way or another, each and every single one of us has something that triggers us, that immediately takes us out of our peace or comfort zone. When I say comfort, 
I mean peace. Those two words can be used. Now, comfort zone is often misused as nobody pushed me out of this zone because I'm very comfortable here, which is true, but comfort zone should be a zone of complete peace, meaning there is nothing that could shake you from this peace. Nothing. And the goal of our life should not be to find somebody who keeps us, who doesn't, who doesn't trigger us, who does exactly what we say and we can control. That is not good because eventually that person will irritate you also. The goal of life, maybe not our personal goal, and maybe we're not aware that this is our goal, but the goal of life is to heal any inequities that have happened. So as soon as you heal one, let's just call them trigger, one thing that has been hurt, broken, misplaced, whatever, however you want to say that, that makes you feel comfortable, say it. Use that word. And, and sometimes words, like if I, if I use the word angry, people get really upset with me. Like, it's a fact. It's an emotion. We have it. Why is the word angry more volatile than the word upset? Because we've been told all of our life, don't get angry, don't get angry, don't get angry. Anger is such a bad thing in society, right? It's such a bad term to be put on you. But the, the goal is, the goal, and it's, it's so uncomfortable for so many people even to hear this or to know this, But the goal is 100% not to have somebody who placates every one of your needs so you never get triggered, but to have those triggers or, or unresolved things come up can be whole again. So that you can be in that space where you are whole. So that anything that has happened in the past that's buried deep within us or on the surface can be brought out and fixed and realized. And then peace can be. Now there's a statement, um, you are not in this world, the world is in you. And the more chaotic we are inside of us, it seems like the more chaos there is outside of us in the world. And some people see the world as a very peaceful and loving place. And you might say, how can that be? Have you not heard about A, B, C, D, all the way through double Z? And what I'm going to say to you today is seek out the truth that is inside of you, even if it becomes so uncomfortable you want to scream. Only then can real change happen inside of you. And once real change happens inside of you, that change happens for the whole world. And as a matter of fact, if I told you, if you healed one thing inside of you, you've healed it for your lineage, it would makes so much more difference and it's true as we heal as you heal your dna it changes future dna so it's really worth the work it really is okay i'm going to go to callers and i want to thank people who have called in and have questions 
when I say your area code, please tell me your name and where you're calling from, and then uh, we will go with your question. So I'm going to go to the first caller, 919. Hello, 919. How are you today? Hi, Tony. My name is Lucy. I'm calling from Virginia. Um, I know you have a different topic today. How are you? Um, I was so hoping that good. Um, and thank you for everything you were saying. Um, it just comes you don't want to hear it. <laughs> thank oh, you. yeah, nobody um, ever wanted to hear it. I can't tell you the number of callers that dropped while I was talking. And they just kept saying, just keep talking. The right people are going to get it. Like nobody ever yeah. wants to hear it. But it's okay because, you know what, yeah. if we were perfect, we wouldn't be here, right? If we were perfect, yeah. we wouldn't be and here. And it's okay, whatever. And that whatever your true, question is, what? Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I was wondering if the, I know you have a different topic today, but I was wondering yeah, if you okay. were um um would able be to be able to connect to a deceased loved one for me. Absolutely, first name and relationship. Uh, David, husband. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the first person I see is um, I'm going to, it's a thinner, older woman. Okay. She's the first person I see, a very thinner, older woman. And um, she could, you know, based on the way she's dressed, she's wearing, and this could be David's on David's side also just to show he's with them. But she's wearing a dress that, uh, like a cotton dress that comes down to her ankles and down to her wrists and up to her neck. Very, um, I forget what they call those. But um, she's thin and she has the white gray hair and um, very, very, uh, she's there. She's there. She's the first person I see. And then, uh if I say, David, are you here? I get a yes. He has my ear, so I'm not necessarily seeing him right away, but I'm hearing him. And so I would like to know first, I always like to start, uh, this is this is for you. Do you have a question for David to start with? Or let's start with um, a question for him. Yes, uh, I would. I do have a question. It kind of ties in a little bit with what your theme was today also. Um what was your mental condition in the last month prior to your death? He's he uh, the one the one word I'm hearing is confusion. So I don't know if you would consider that his mental condition. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm hearing one word, confusion. Now, that could mean he was confused about what was going on or a medication he was taking was making him very confused or he just was constantly like a little bit not really knowing what was going on around him. I was just wondering about his mental condition because he – was not himself. He was acting very irrational. And the word, and I'm going to confirm that. I'm going to say this. His, he's saying confusion. And again, he's saying 
not really aware cognitively, and he's pointing to his head, to his temple, pointing to his temple, not really aware of what was going on cognitively around him, not completely understanding everything clearly. So it's almost like he didn't have a disorder, but it's almost like a disorder came into him. But he did not, he would not have been diagnosed with anything. It was just the point he was at with things. And I don't know if this, I I hear that, I hear, I keep, I'm going to repeat this one more time. It could have been a medication, a misdiagnosis of medication, or something along those lines. But he was in a, he was very confused about everything. And he didn't, he couldn't rationalize to even explain that to somebody. He could not actively get it together long enough to explain that to somebody. So the further down it went, the further down it went is a statement I'm hearing. So like, for example, for example, if it was something he was ingesting, like a medication, the more that got in his system, the worse it became. And you know what? I, I would, I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go this far. It's possible if he was on a medication that, and, and it could be an over-the-counter medication, he was having a slight allergic reaction to it or a, a, a adverse reaction to it. And it, the more it was in his system, the more the reaction took hold. But it, whatever this is, it came in slow and it grew. It's not something that um, st- stayed. Uh, it's not something that hit him all at once. And I'm even going to go so far to say as this started 15 days prior to you noticing it, it took 15 days for the buildup or 50, at least 15 days before anybody really noticed it. And then by that point, nobody could figure out, nobody would have been able to figure it out because it, it wasn't something brand new that had just started. Does any of that, God, I hope this makes sense to you. It does, but he had had a fall about a year prior to his death. And after that time, he started changing tremendously. I mean, mood up and down. I mean, just really, really bad, and it caused, a, you know, a lot of issues um, between us, and it just was not him. I knew it was not him. I'm going to say I want you to go back in the last two months, but especially about a month and a half prior, I want you to go back, and if you still even have it, if he was on anything, even even like a baby aspirin or whatever it was, kind of look at it and you'll get a sense of what it was that caused that final decline, okay? 
Yeah, you know, there's so many different meds. I mean, depression medications and, you know, a lot of medications for this health condition, too. It would really be hard to um, narrow it down. Know which, which one, one it was. It yeah. <laughs> it would be very, one very difficult. I, I honestly 100% feel like that one of those medications made him out of sorts is the term I'm getting. And sometimes this can be a medication that's interacting with a medication and I, I instantly hear no and I hear that it's something that just affected him. It it just made him out of sorts. Out out of sorts. I'm so sorry that you did go through that though. That had to be such a difficult well, it was, experience. It was really bad because it almost did him like a um, kind of like a paranoid type condition. Um, I mean, to the point that he thought that I was, you know, running around on him. I mean, it was just Aww. really, really bad. And um, I'm so sorry. And you know, that's, he actually even shared that with some people, and so that has not been a um, you know, good outcome for, you know, how people take something and run See, with it. And yeah, oh, my goodness, a, yeah. People people so. love a story, don't they, whether it's true yes, or not. They, they do. Just, yes, they, they do. do. And I, I know it wasn't him saying that. He was just sharing his thoughts. But then, you know, people kind of hear what they want to hear to cause the most drama. Yeah. Oh, that drama thing, there it is. Yes, 100%. Well, love, I'd love to keep talking with you, but unfortunately, the show has ended. Thank you. I want to thank Thank you you and everybody who listened. And until next Monday at noon, I I hope you have an absolutely amazing. You are so welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.